Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now, we are still 100 miles and running all gas, no breaks on this all-month daily podcasting marathon. It's been so dope. I've been re-energized and recharged, and I'm just on a different wavelength creatively, and I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be able to do this, and I'm grateful for you all for listening and giving me your feedback. It's like, dang, I went daily, and all of a sudden, people popping out the woodworks like, yo, Hey, I've been listening for for X amount of months, or I just found you. I've been listening to you since last year, three years. Three, you know, it's just really dope. So thank all of you for listening, boo. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts in podcast land, you choose to leave me your ears once a week for about an hour or so, and I really appreciate that. In this case, it's been every day for a lot of you. I am super, super, <laughs> man, I feel recharged. But first things first, before I get started with today's episode, me and my girl Amina Austin from Analogy the Healing Tree, if you're on Clubhouse, we're doing a talk today at 12 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time about how to spot fake crystals. The thing about my club on Clubhouse, which is called Make Peace with the Day, so if you are in Clubhouse, you can find me at Spirit Homegirl, then go to the first circle on my profile, and that is... um the make peace with the day club but i want to bring my perspective and my tribe and and how dope they are on clubhouse because i really i don't mind sharing my folks with people like i think that everybody is talented and gifted in their own rights and i think that to be honest like folks be sleeping i mean i think folks sleep on me too but at the same time i reach who i who i believe i need to reach for whatever time it is i need to reach them at so i'm like hey well i got your attention let me bring my folks up here and if y'all like what we're doing, then, you know what I'm saying? Tap in with them, tap in with me, whatever. So tomorrow, Amina's going to talk about how to spot fake crystals. She's the crystal expert. I know I know my stuff, but man, she's the crystal expert. Amina knows her stuff. So we're definitely going to talk about that. Um, If you missed the episode in August, it was a two-hour crystal intensive. I said, that dang on Amina. Amina knows, she knows, she knows her crystals. And not to mention, Amina ain't no stranger, man. I met her real randomly um, at a spot on Melrose, the general took me to. And she was there and we just started talking. She pointed out my ring um, that Stay Stone Jewelry had made for me back home in Atlanta. And we were talking and she just was so knowledgeable. And I said, yo, I got to get you on the show. It took a year for it to happen, but I think everything happened in the way that it was supposed to in terms of it being aligned, not rushed, very organic. So I was really... uh really grateful for the opportunity to um, have her on the show and also to do this tomorrow or not tomorrow, excuse me, today, later on today about uh, my days is running together, y'all, between my sex Mondays, authenticity Thursdays, and then this crystal room we're doing on, on today, which is Saturday. I, my Man, my days have been going in, so they've been running together. Not to mention, I'm doing group facilitation for court mandates um, with stress and, and anger management through meditation and mindfulness, which has been amazing. Oh my God, I love that group so much. Oh, I can be spiritual homegirl in my groups. It's so dope. And then I'm doing co-facilitation for incoming community counselors too, so I do a lot of, I'm doing a lot of work. Then, when I get done with this podcast episode, I'm to take me a shift with the crisis counseling line so I got a lot of work I'm doing but I feel so grateful and I'm just I feel like I'm doing everything I dreamed about and I know that it's not going to stop it's only going to get better so for those that are stuck in a rut or feel like they don't know which way to go just take one step in the direction you want to go and put some faith and some effort behind that and just go with the process in terms of if it feels right roll with it if it doesn't 
sit, figure out what doesn't align or figure out why you feel that way and then make your adjustments and then continue stepping, but only if you're ready. So I want to talk about men this episode. Oh, yes, men. But the thing about this topic is that it could really apply to women um, if you're attracted to women or non-binary folks. If you're attracted to non-binary folks as well as trans folks, whatever you are attracted to, whoever you're attracted to, whatever you prefer, because some people are paying and they love everybody. This could really apply to anybody. Um, we have this thing about um, ego when it comes to folks that we supposedly don't want. But then when they pop up with somebody new, all of a sudden, like, we have to make it known to the world that, like, we could have had them. And it's just like, why? Why? Like, Keith Sweat, why? Why do we do that? I just aged myself. For those that know Keith Sweat... <laughs> Y'all know why? I don't know why we do that. I don't understand the. I, I know I have an idea why, but my experience is my experience, and I can't speak for y'all experience. So I'm curious to know something. So as my ancestral blueprints, Rogers Nelson would say, "Dig if you will the picture." Right? We got somebody in our DMs, our text messages going extra hard, extra hard. Thirty day month old croutons hard. Two-month-old loaf of bread hard. And they just going extra like 10000 trying to get you to be with them in any way, shape, or form. Whether it's dinner, whether it's to call them, whether it's to text them, whether it's to... Honestly, even, even to go as far as sleep with them. They just going extra hard. Relationships, the whole nine. They want, they want something of you. They want your time. They want your energy. They want your presence. And for some reason, you either not entertaining it at all or you're entertaining it just enough. Or you're entertaining it because you don't really want to do anything. It's just something to do. And for whatever reason, you're doing this. And then this person decides to level up unbeknownst to you. And when I mean level up, I mean be with somebody that wants to actually be with them too. Because we obviously are not showing the same energy that they're wanting us to show them. Because they're going hard and we're not giving them that. And they pop up with a boo. And all of a sudden... While everybody's giving them all of these love and congratulations, we got to be the buzzkill with the megaphone at the parade talking about, you know, I could have had them, right? <laughs> Let me do my megaphone voice. Hold on. You know, I could have had them, right? That man was in my DMs three days ago. You know, that baby was supposed to be mine, but I told him I didn't want no kids. I was supposed to, I could have been the wife, but I didn't want to marry him. Like, why do we do that? Why? I don't under like, I mean, I know from for a childish standpoint, because I've done it before. No, actually, I did that because he was pursuing me while he had somebody. You know, we can talk about that too. Okay, so before we get there, why do we do this with people that we know we don't see it for? We, you know what I'm saying? Like. I mean, the only example that, and I'm, and I'm open to perspective, but one perspective that I, that I was permitted to share for this episode came from somebody who told me that the reason why they did it, and it's a self-check episode. This ain't no right or wrong episode. I'm just curious for, for perspective because I do respect perspective provided it's presented respectfully, okay? But this person said the reason why they felt the way was because they had a fear of being alone. So any presence of anybody was better than nobody. So this person said, hey, even though I didn't see it for this man, this man was giving me attention. Even if I didn't really want it from him, I was chasing another man. That man was not giving me what I needed. So he was a good backup, a good plan B. Well, really, he's, really she didn't like him that much. So he was more like a plan F, G, H, I, J. Like he was in the middle of the alphabet. Because from what I understand, even if her first three 
on the roster was not going to roll with it, he still wasn't moving up. So he was more like practice squad versus like the bench versus like the starting lineup versus the star players. So he was really just never going to get on the field and get no playing time whatsoever. But she was willing to take a member of the practice squad just for the sake of having somebody around because she did not want to deal with what it was like to be lonely. She was scared of the feelings of loneliness or what she perceives to be loneliness because all she knew was attention and getting that from people. And I understood that. I said, you know what? The fear of being alone is real. I said, you know, I spent a lot of my youth in relationships. I think I had like a two-year period. Oh, let me think about it. Two, maybe a two or three-year period where I was single. And after that, it was a wrap for like hella years and then when I finally was single I was single for another shoot time frame man time 2020 is messed up my whole sister's time long story short I can understand when you're used to being in relationships there may be a fear of being alone or an adjustment to make in terms of what it's like to be by yourself which doesn't necessarily always um equate to being alone so I understood that perspective but for those who don't have that fear of being alone and for those who have somewhat of an attachment to somebody they never want to be with because it sounds to me like that's what it is. And I could be wrong. I don't mind being wrong. But it's just a real, I'm just really curious. If we're not really attached to that person, what will possess us to do that? What will possess us to crap on somebody's shiny moment of finding love and they want to share it publicly? Like, why? what will possess us to do that if we really never want to be with that person to begin with? And we, we're, and we are firm in that belief. Is If that... You know, is that belief really firm, though? Because I don't know. I'm just curious for perspectives. If you have that perspective, let me know. Also, for exes, right? I thought this was funny, too, because I, <laughs> I've definitely done this. Um, and like I said, like, sometimes, you know, people be immature. I was immature. You know what I'm saying? I'm still maturing every day. We all are. But, you know, some periods of time, we was more immature than others and more immature than not. So in my not-so-mature days, you know, there's been situations where, I talked about, oh, I'm that ex. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, I'm I'm fly and all this other stuff. You know, all that stuff. You know, you can brag on yourself and all that other stuff. So I see that tweet today, and maybe because I'm a little older now, and I and it, you know, social media is much different than it was back in the day. Like you could really, it really wasn't a thing to where everything was just super like real time. Everybody shares their entire life. Like it was still an era where you still lived your life off app. And then you got on social media. It was not the other way around where you get on social media. And then if you got some time, then you can go live your life. It was really, it was, it was the adjustment period before social media really like took over, took over. But this tweet said, imagine y'all tweeting about being the ex that got away. Meanwhile, the ex that you talking about is five relationships deep already. That's embarrassing. And I was like, interesting. So while we're tweeting and, and doing like these ego brags, these not so humble brags about how fly we are, about this, uh, this ex, how how dope of an ex we are and how we were the catch and all this other stuff. This man, woman or non-binary person that moved on not once, not twice, not three, not four, about five times on us. And we still hollering from the mountaintops talking about, I'm that bitch. I'm that ex. You don't want to lose me. God don't play by me. But yet this person has sat here and moved on. Like they off the mountain. They done went off the dirt road. They don't, they back in the city doing their own thing. And we still on this mountaintop screaming about how fly we are. It's an ego thing, I think. And I mean, the reason why I say I think is because I can only speak from my own perspective, but everybody has their own experience. So I'm curious for perspective. Again, this is a self-check episode. There's no right or wrong answer here. It's just for perspective. Why do we do that? 
if we that fly and this person did not think we were as fly as we think we are and we still hollering about it and this person that moved on why no it's not even being shady I'm serious like why do we do that and are we as fly as we say we are if we still hollering about what could have been or how somebody fumbled now I get it Human nature, you go through the breakup. You know, the first 90 days, six months, going to be a little rough. You might hit the little sub tweets about, you know, you had the bag, but you fumbled her. I I mean, I get it, you know, (laughs) whatever, you know. But we talking like one year, two years, three, four, five years after the fact. At some point, when do we let go? Some people say, oh, half the relationship time is when you should get over it. And I'm like, that doesn't work for everybody. Sometimes you're with somebody for a longer time and depending on the offense that that ends up canceling the relationship out or whatever, like sometimes it doesn't work that easily. Sometimes there's traumas that come from those relationships. And I always kind of wonder like, and I'm not trying to diagnose somebody, I'm just saying like what makes people sick when it comes to the ex conversation and them classifying themselves as being dope. But yet we're still in a place where we're talking so much about the past while this person has left us there seemingly and i know sometimes it gets a little nuanced and complicated because sometimes that ex will be five relationships in but still calling you still texting you still trying to get you back so it gets a little layered that's why i said i want to do a self-check in perspective because i am genuinely curious about this i am open to everything y'all want to say and as a matter of fact if you are leaving you know what? I got a good idea. I got a good idea. The first five people to give me their perspective or volunteer their perspective, email me at maria at spiritualhomegirl.com. I want to talk to you about this live. And when I say live, I mean, I want to I want to put the perspective on the show. I would like to get perspective in terms of the whole X piece and why do we proclaim ourselves to be this big bad trophy but yet this person didn't want to put us in the case and they put everybody else trophy in the case but ours but yet we still talking about how dope we are I'm just really curious for perspective and this will not be an attack this will not be uh, a, a line of questioning that's meant to dismantle logic I don't play like that around here because I know other platforms do I don't do that I really genuinely want your perspective it'll be very short to the point just so we all can learn from everyone else's perspectives. Again, there's no right or wrong answer here, y'all. This is strictly perspective. So the first five to email me at maria at spiritualhomegirl.com saying, I want to share my perspective. We will get this stuff set up within the next 24 to 48 hours. And we will go ahead and knock this out. Trackademics, you hear me? We're going to make these clips really, really easy because I know you producer extraordinaire. You can make it work, but we're going to make it really easy for folks to get theirs off when it comes to this. We're going to keep it to the point. Responses will be no longer than five minutes and we will roll with it. So if you are down, let me know. First five only, because again, I'm still podcasting every day. And I want to make sure that I'm not interrupting the flow of my podcast with scheduling and things like that because I'm in a real good groove right now and I'm feeling it. And I think this is the right thing to do in order to get perspective. So you can either talk about the situation I mentioned earlier about why we care about folks that we don't want to be with getting with other folks if we didn't want to be with them anyway, or we can talk about the quote unquote, that X conversation. There is no type of um, requirement. I do 
want my ladies to check in because spiritual homegirl, we are definitely pro woman around here. Um, but if you are a man that wants to get perspective, definitely if you're a part of the first five, I will not turn you away. Um, but definitely tap in y'all. Definitely non-binary folks. Y'all can tap in too. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to tap in with y'all and see what y'all thought about that. So with that being said, the clubhouse room, like I said, going live later on today, 12 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern with Amina Austin from Analogy, the Analogy, <laughs> the Healing Tree, talking about how to spot fake crystals. If you want to find me on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can do so at Spiritual Homegirl. If you want to sign up for Tribe Letter, you can definitely tap in at spiritualhomegirl.shop. Or if you're on Instagram, you can click my link tree, um, which I'm working on switching up very soon. And you can sign up that way. Make sure you hit that confirmation email. Because some of y'all saying y'all not getting my emails. But y'all have to double confirm to say, hey, I consent. Because consent is very important around here, okay? So we definitely are about team consent around here. So um, definitely make sure that you do that if you would like to sign up. Also, if you want to sign up for my text club uh, for discounts on the shop, on spiritualhunger.shop, definitely text Clubhouse 10 to 81493. And um, if you want to sign up for Patreon, you can do so at Spiritual Homegirl um, on Patreon or patreon.com forward slash Spiritual Homegirl. And you can join our Aquarius Sunshine Challenge. Tears only start at $7. And if you would like to support a black woman creator, again, that's 23 cents a day. You can definitely click the link in my show notes. Everything you need that I just said is in my show notes. So whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Acast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all my links should work. If they ain't working, send me a screenshot and let me know because we not going to have this fly, okay? I got to make sure my stuff is on point. Also, if you have not left a review or subscribed uh, to the podcast, definitely do so. I'm definitely open to feedback. Obviously, I'm asking for people to email me their perspectives. So I would definitely love to hear from y'all. So with that being said, my name is Maria. This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name, again, is Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. And remember, trust the journey and trust yourself. And I'm, and, and I'm down for the perspective. Me, hit me up. Peace. This episode has been produced by producer extraordinaire Jason Trichodemics Valerio.